Okay, everyone, welcome to another exhilarating episode of Not So Common Sense. This episode is going to deal with more of wrestling. My fiance got me into wrestling, back into wrestling, because I was, again, like everyone else, a wrestling fan when I was a kid. So now I am talking about wrestling. <laughs> you know, we have a video I'm going to play for you guys. This comes from WrestleMania, which is a pun of so WrestleMania. It's it just the fact that yeah. the solo, uh, so, opponents were announced for the women's world. Yeah. There's some people who are turning, and there's a... Yeah, and we got, I got this video, I'm going to let you guys hear, and then I'm going to, of course, do like I normally do, and comment on the video. Yeah. You know, some of the big news that you guys are waiting for me to say, which is quite, look at you, trying to go to sleep. Yeah. I knew it. Go right ahead. But yeah. I'm going to... Of course, talk about it after the video plays a little bit and interrupt it if I need to. You know how I normally do. So, without further ado, let's get to it. Yes, I do not own the rights to this, but if you're a wrestling fan and you haven't heard of this group already, something wrong with you. Go give them a look. This is on YouTube. This is on YouTube, so you can't, it ain't hard to find them. If you put in wrestling uh, news, you can find them. If you put in wrestling talk, you, well, not wrestling talk, because that's actually a different group. But if wrestling well, news they in... they have something on there too, I think. Yeah. But, you can see them right down there. Right there. They talk about it as well. <laughs> I just decided to get this one. Because it talks about a little bit more. Like, you know, a certain somebody, if they keep pressing the buttons, can turn up to A-E-W. Hey, just a rumor. It could happen. Keep pushing on buttons. A certain person who likes to play, you know, certain types of games could show up. AEW, if, if McMahon keeps pushing the buttons, the sacrilege to say this because he's married to McMahon's wife. I mean, McMahon's daughter. You know, it's gonna be kind of crazy, but you know. Push play. Yes. It's the first SmackDown of 2022, as well as the follow-up to Day 1, and the WWE has plenty of surprises and shocks for the fans. Join us now as WrestleMania looks at the 7th January edition of SmackDown, as well as the wildest wrestling news and rumors you need to know, including, is the WWE working with Impact Wrestling? Brock Lesnar breaks a huge record. Bella Twins returning to wrestling? An 80s wrestler passes away? And more. The Good torn between two lovers. SmackDown began with a predictable encounter between Universal Champion Roman Reigns and the tandem of WWE Champion Brock Lesnar and his advocate Paul Heyman, but things quickly took a tantalizing turn. Roman and Brock exchanged the expected hairy eyeballs, but then Paul Heyman broke down speaking to Roman, confessing that Roman was all he had while Lesnar was gone, and even going as far as to say that he protected Roman from Brock, not because he thought Brock could beat him, but because he loved his tribal chief. Heyman's confession confused Lesnar, who admonished Heyman, only for Reigns to seemingly take Heyman's side. The confusion continued as Heyman blubbered like a lovesick teenager, giving Roman the opportunity to Superman punch the Beast and leave him laying in the ring. 
This segment was fantastic as it once again shook the status quo to its core, with fans wondering whether Paul Heyman is torn between two clients or doing one of them very dirty. The skill with which this angle has been booked could even lead to Heyman being revealed as playing both Reigns and Lesnar, with Paul bringing in someone else. So, I had to stop it there, so we can talk about that one piece of news right there. I love the way they portrayed this, because it's not making Paul Heyman immediately going to Brock Lesnar, as we would expect from the situation. Is playing this pretty realistically because we all know that right now, yes, he's with, yes, he's with Brock Lesnar, but he was with Paul Hank, was with Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns did bring Paul Heyman in, and he was, you know, relevant. That's not lie about. Him. He was very relevant with Roman. So, of course, I'm glad they playing this as Paul Heyman being stuck between two clients that he strictly benefited from, you know, you're putting him in a very bad situation. Like, you did great with Brock Lesnar. We all know the past with Brock Lesnar. So, so we, we know how, you know, he is. And, of course, Roman. My God, he's the current and here and now. He's, you know, more than did his fair share for Paul Heyman. He is definitely relevant right now. Right. So, it's kind of putting him in the best spot. Do you support Brock Lesnar, who brought you into this whole thing? Your fame, well, he didn't get brought in by Brock Lesnar. He was brought in by uh, ECW, which doesn't exist, but can't bring that up. But who he made you famous after that event, you know. (laughs) So the client, you've been with the longest, the one that we all know you for? Or are you going to go with the guy who you are with right now, who's definitely doing you pretty good? You know, damn near two years worth of relevancy. That's not something to shake a stick at, you know. That's like, oh, no, nah, that's real. That's relevant. So I like that. I did like the fact that they brought up a potential that Paul Heyman can always do, what WWE can always allow him to do, and Paul Heyman always can do as well, is come up with another screw person. Let's come up with another person and screw both of them up. Because Paul Heyman is definitely good for doing that. He can just say, uh, I played you guys. You thought that I was, you know, the tribal chief. I was with him and, you know, Brock, you old and busted. Get the hell out of here. You know, I got somebody else, you know, a uh, Gable, Gable Stevenson, I think the uh, Olympic wrestler could come out. He's big enough. He can beat both of their asses. I can see that as, as possible. And he hadn't brought, hadn't mentioned him yet. You know, Veer has been promoted, been promoted for God knows how long. Is he alive? Is he alive? Is he alive? That's what I'm saying. Is Veer even alive? No, it's Elias. Uh, I can't say I forgot even that. Yeah, even Elias can pop up because, good God, where has he been? You know, haven't heard him. We haven't heard that he was fired. Haven't heard nothing. He's like Veer. Veer been promoted to be showing up since 2020. No, 1999. Veer is coming. Well, when is he going to come? He's like Jesus. You know, Jesus is going to come. Well, he only wanted to know the answer. So I'm like, he's a dude just like him. Stop promoting him. 
Let, let him show up when he's going to. We don't know when he's going to. Let's not promote that he's going to show up. But they're doing it anyway. So he could do that. They can ease it up because right now we've seen that at this moment they're allowing anything to happen because it's just the Royal Rumble is about to happen. So it doesn't matter. Both brands are going to be promoted and you're going to be having beef with individuals on both brands. Anyway, real and trivially, they're just trying to make it to WrestleMania. Let's be real. You know, <laughs> let's be real about this shit. They're just trying to make it to WrestleMania. You know, but hey. Now let's go ahead and let it play. Burn it down. While the WWE prepares for WrestleMania 38's battle between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, it seems to have found a way to fill the gap at the Royal Rumble by bringing in a Raw superstar to challenge Reigns for the Universal Championship. Rumor has it that WWE's plans to have Drew McIntyre face Reigns were changed once it became clear that the Scottish Warrior might need neck surgery. Seth is a good choice as the WWE featured several spots in 2021 where it looked as if Rollins was going to challenge the Tribal Chief for the championship. Given their history together, this could be an excellent match and a good way to keep the belt on Reigns until WrestleMania. While the match hasn't been confirmed, it seems to be the current direction for Rollins and Reigns. The Rick. So, in that situation. That's another one of those dream matches. This is another, exactly. And Roman's going to just put a notch on his belt, you know, beating beating Seth Rollins. It's not going to be like something that's really that big. It's going to be a good match because Seth Rollins is a good person in the first fucking place. You know he's always going to make it a good match. Even if Roman Reigns is half dead, he can make it a good match anyway, you know. And, of course, Roman's going to be, he's always good. He's Roman. So... It's just going to be a great match. It's going to be a good enough thing to main event. You know, the... Is that going to main event? The Royal Rumble or the Royal Rumble match? The Royal Rumble match. Yeah, because I was about to say, that should that'll be the longest shit out there. That should not be the main event. But it's going to be something that's going to be good during it anyway. Thank you. Because it makes a hell of a lot of sense that the regular Royal Rumble match is going to be the main event. Because good God... You have damn near 60 motherfuckers in there. And WD barely has 60 people on that roster. Yeah. <laughs> and that's including the women. <laughs> and announcers and shit. They barely got 60 people there. Damn. They barely got 60 people in the whole damn building. Including the corporation. They can't make up the 60. So there's going to be a miracle for that to happen. So yeah, that, of course that'll be late. to be the last thing. It makes a hell of a lot of sense. So... I like this. It's going to be a good match. Seth Rollins is going to be good. You know, like I said, even if Roman Reigns is half dead, Seth Rollins can still be a good enough competitor and to carry him over, you know, makes him good. Oh, to clean that out, we got that in the uh, drawer, by the way. Mm-hmm. If you want to clean that out, we got that in the drawer, by the way. I guess. But, yeah, you know, of course, I let you guys know. I'm still at home and shit, you know. <laughs> my fiance is trying to do some laundry <laughs> you know I'm always going to be this way I'm going to be you know even if I make millions from this shit which I highly doubt but hey I, I love doing it you know but anyway back to the news that's pretty good I like it South Rollins is going to be good enough to keep Roman as a champion as a good enough match that can get people interested even though everyone on the God's Green Earth, even if you're a wrestling fan or not, knows Seth Rollins is not going to win that match. I don't say that. Well, yeah, true. Can't say that because, you know, unless Roman Reigns uh, 
coronavirus comes, you know, comes back and something real bad, and they need to give him a reason to be out. Yeah, that can happen, and he can come back and go against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania and win the WWE Championship, and then, good God, he'll be on Raw and get choked out by Bobby Lashley. Because that's the only damn thing that's going to end up happening anyway. (laughs) Sorry to say it, if you're Roman Reigns fans. I don't like the idea of him having a WWE Championship because he's going to get choked out by Bobby Lashley. It's just, that is the blunt, obvious truth. He's not beating Bobby Lashley. It's going to be hard for Brock Lesnar to be to be the one that, loo- that you know, beats Bobby Lashley. At least Brock Lesnar, we can actually see that being feasible. Even cheating is not going to be enough to beat no Bobby Lashley. So, hopefully, they don't go that route and have, you know... Seth Rollins win, but if that's the case because he's just that sick and he needs some time off to recuperate, that's different. But hopefully that's not the end result because I don't want to see this man get choked up by, by, by Bobby Lashley. We all don't want to see that. And right now he's good enough to be on the SmackDown brand and people are there that definitely aren't really up to his, up to his caliber. Drew McIntyre is the only person I can actually see, you know. But if he goes to Raw, he gets choked out by Bobby Lashley in a couple of, a couple of seconds. We see that happening. Everyone knows that. If they if they somehow don't book the match for some reason, that can be the only way that I can see him not getting choked out by Bobby Lashley. But let's be real, Bobby's gonna go for the tap to go for the title. <laughs> so, yep. let's hope that they don't fuck Roman up like that because he's been build up to be this almost unstoppable force. Yes, I do know he went against Bobby Lashley and and whatnot in the champion versus champion last last year, but that was not that, that wasn't shit. He, we know if he goes into the raw brand and try to be taken for real, he's gonna get choked out by Bobby Lashley. Let's be let's all get, get our heads around that. That's guaranteed to happen. So Anyway, so anyway, as I was saying, you know, yeah, so that's why I'm liking the whole idea with him going against Seth Rollins and everything like that, and it's going, and we all know the inevitable does happen, and he he wants to win. Against South, it's not going to be that big of a deal, but it's still going to be a good match. You know, it just is. So, that's why I wanted to interrupt this portion because, you know, it's not like I'm just, you know, like, oh, this is something you can just bypass. That's an important thing because it's good for Roman and it gets us there. So, let the video keep going. It's experiments. Is Rick Boogs the next big thing? Probably not, but it's clear somebody up there likes him as seen by his ongoing push. Boogs' win over Sami Zayn isn't a career milestone. Uh, let's face it, who hasn't Sami lost to? Nor is it a career milestone for Zayn, who is the type of superstar whose win-loss record seems to have no effect on his push nor his ability to generate heel heat. However, it is a sign that Vince McMahon likes the gimmick and sees potential in it. 
How much potential remains to be seen. Color commentator Pat McAfee's passion for putting boobs over could help the rocker rise up on the roster as McAfee's fans seem to support many of his favorites. Ramping? So, yeah, that's pretty good. I do like the fact that they're pushing Rick Boobs. This is great, man. Like he said, Pat McAfee is by far the reason why this guy is just as good as he is because Pat McAfee is a great color commentator. Like I told my girl, like I told my fiance, that was a great hire by the WWE. I already knew that Pat McAfee was that type of person that had that type of energy and whatnot. He's great. That's a great hire. All that's great. I can't see how he didn't, how that would have been a mistake anyway. So good on him and Rick Booze or Booze or whatever the fuck you want to call him. I don't know how to say his name correctly, but the dude that's connected with Sensuke Nakamura is pretty good. So, anyway, let's keep it going. Up the Rumble. Big props to the WWE for wasting no time announcing the participants for the 2022 Women's Royal Rumble. While the WWE women's roster is a mess, the number of entrants in the match show that it's not so much that the WWE doesn't have enough quality female stars, it's that they continue to misuse them, especially when it comes to elevating new stars. The WWE announced several appearances from former superstars such as Lita and Summer Rae, but as we'll see in the news, one of the announced entrants has fans wondering if the WWE is going to work with a rival promotion. The Bet. So, yes, that is another thing because, you know, uh, I, we want to see some more talent. Um, the one thing they did promote is possibly, I think, it's, hopefully it does still happen, is the SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair has announced that she's entering into the Royal Rumble. Hopefully that keep that is not just some random gimmick. Because the potential for that is astronomical. Just think about the possibilities that can happen if Charlotte Flair enters in. She enters in maybe like the last person goes in and immediately wins or pulls some bullshit bullshit by going off the rope and rolling off the ring or some shit and tossing her competitors out at the very last second, you know, type of shit. And she winds up winning the. Royal Rumble. The potentials for that is astronomical. But should she? Like, that doesn't even make sense. Yes. You wouldn't Not now. I would... Uh, that's the same thing I'm saying as well. If... I would love to see that, but right now, they can't do it with the guys that already had that taken care of anyway. But... You know, I would like to see that eventually do happen with the guys as well. You know... Because the potential of... Because there is no... By the way, there is no rule stopping the championship holder, the, the, the champion, the individual that holds the championship from actually entering into the Royal Rumble and winning it themselves. This has been something that WWE even holds forever. And yes, it has never been done. I know this long, this long into it, this hasn't been done. And we talk about WWE or something that hasn't been done. That's rare. You know, but I like it. My fiance doesn't. I love the potential of it. Think about this. Let's say Charlotte wins. 
She has two options that she has. Well, three options she has. Excuse me, let me go ahead and say it. She has three options. She can go and say, my opponent is going to be myself and go into WrestleMania and win by disqualification because she wins against herself automatically, right? Number two, she can go there and pick an opponent off of the roster, maybe someone that she knows she can easily win against, so get upset by that individual immediately. Something like that could possibly happen. Or she walks out there like the heel she is and walks out of WrestleMania the champion. Or number three, which is also another option, is she could pick, because she has the ability to, pick whatever champion she wants to face as well as her own opponent as a champion she could go and say I'm going to go against Becky Lynch which will set up a champion versus champion match at Wrestlemania for somebody let's say if they do allow Brock Lesnar to walk into Wrestlemania as a champion which I highly doubt but it could be Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, champion versus champion. Or it can be, and it'll be, you know, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair, champion versus champion. It had that Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair rematch at WrestleMania that we had before as well. So, it would be good. Well, no one wants to see Becky Lynch and, of course... So it's Flair, but the idea of a champion versus champion where the end result, the end result, regardless of what happens, if it's a qualified win for one individual, meaning a pin or submission, that individual will unify the championships. Guaranteed. No questions asked. It will have to happen. You have to have the unified title. For both the men and the women. That will give great intrigue to WrestleMania. Which of course doesn't need any. But who knows. It still be good. Let's go ahead and let it finish. And a Viking funeral. There's not much more to be said for Eric and Ivar. Than they've officially become enhancement talent. It should go without saying. That the Viking Raiders are too good to be putting teams over every week. Although there's certainly nothing wrong with an occasional loss to build up a storyline. The Raiders are more than a big man team with the potential to be a dominant force. They have a blend of speed, power, and precision that should have them vying for and eventually winning the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Instead, they're an awful afterthought. A scarcity of superstars. Tonight's SmackDown showed just how lacking the blue brand is when it comes to championship contenders, whether it's the men's division or the women's division. While WWE deserves credit for combining Naomi's feud with Sonya Deville into a world title match with Charlotte, whose program with Tony Storm abruptly ended after Storm's surprise WWE exit, the women's title picture shows just how the WWE has failed to build up undercard stars into championship contenders. The biggest problem lies with the Universal Championship and SmackDown Tag Team Championship scene, where WWE has strip-mined SmackDown to get Roman Reigns and the Usos over, resulting in a serious lack of competition. 
Drew McIntyre's absence led to the WWE bringing in Seth Rollins to challenge Reigns and seemingly serve as the latest sacrifice on the Tribal Chief's altar, leading fans to wonder whether the blue brand is that lacking in its stars. The answer is an unequivocal yes, as any review of WWE.com SmackDown roster will tell you. There are no main event level baby faces on SmackDown to speak of other than Drew. Likewise, WWE's tag team ranks are inadequate as the WWE buries potential challengers like the Viking Raiders and bafflingly books Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura into tag matches with Rick Boogs. The WWE deserves credit for trying to build up its undercard performers like Madcap Moss, Rick Boogs, and the team of Los Lotharios. However, elevating stars rarely happens overnight, and the WWE's failure to create new stars has never been as obvious as it is now. So, this, this has been a problem for years. Outside of the Attitude Era, where the WWE just had the whole a wealth of talent that makes absolutely they got no sense. Of talent. Now you just gotta build them up. And you gotta, well, Thank not you. even build them up, just use them right. The, you can't build one person up strong this week and the next week you book them yeah. as trash. Yeah, that's the point I was going to say. They had a wealth of talent that they built up. Every night you had some great stars performing. You had the names and yes, some people were undercard performers, but they were good enough to actually if you've seen them in a title match, you're like, oh, well, they actually had a chance to win it. You know, even though you knew for well, damn well that they weren't. But that's one thing that, you know, I have to say is quite problematic. They have a wealth of talent, which this individual said they don't. Yeah, they're purging a lot of people, homeboy. <laughs> you know, big names are gone. You know, SmackDown doesn't have anybody that can actually go against people like Roman Reigns. You know, somebody that is more that's feasible. They had to bring Brock Lesnar back out of retirement in order to do so because they don't have people. Braun Strowman is it's gone. Not, it's not even about that. Keith Lee is gone. Individuals that you can see beating Roman what's are gone. What's so bad is that you keep keep using the same individuals, and you you go and get. You know, you, you know your, your old guys like your uh, Brock Lesnar, exactly. and then you bury the guys that are there for those like yeah, exactly like Brock Lesnar, like they brought you know goddamn John Cena, which had no chance of winning the title because what he's going to do, take it on to the movie sets. Like you, you bring not even the we, you what know, was his name? Um, Goldberg. That like you bring in Gold, guys, exactly. What happened to even Goldberg? You like know. You bring in, I know you bring them in for the. I was gonna say, I'm glad you brought that up because Goldberg was one of the main Ross until he just disappeared. You bring him up and bring the guys, those guys. He just beefed with Bobby Lashley and disappeared. You bring those guys back for the style of purpose, but then you do then it you, to the detriment of the, detriment the guys, of guys, the guys that's, that's actually on the roster. roster. You know, like I've been saying, Drew McIntyre is gonna be be the one that's gonna probably bury a uh, goddamn. Roman Reigns until he and had his neck issue. Everybody kind of known that it's coming towards. They're gonna set it. They, everybody know the uh, Roman thing is leading towards the Rock coming back. Exactly. Everyone Something in like that. that. So, because it's like, what? How are you going to end this? Everyone, their mama knows. That's, that's been the thing because it's been built up. Like, who's like? How are you going to end it? You know, how are you going to end 
this feud with Roman Reigns. You know, it's kind of crazy, you know. He, he's going to lose the championship because that is guaranteed. And that will help boost some people onto the roster. But, come on. You know, they brought up Rick Boos and Shinsuke Nakamura, who's an Intercontinental Champion, who actually had a, supposed to have a match last uh, pay-per-view, but they cut it. People don't may not remember that. It was both him versus Sami Zayn. Because don't forget, Sami Zayn won that Christmas thing that happened, that Battle Royal for Christmas. Now they're going to have to more likely put that somewhere. Because you can't bury the fact that that happened. That actually happened. And those stipulations said that he had a chance of getting the Intercontinental Championship match. So, let's just see when. But anyway, again, he... They have talent. They need to boost it up. I would love to see someone like Mad Cat Moss and, you know, Happy Corbin go for the championship. Two heels, two heel groups actually battling out. You know, the the Usos get, you know, beat by the unlikely group of Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. You know, speak, you know, of the Viking Raiders. It's, I'm about to say the Viking Raiders. Speaking of, you know, sad that the Viking Raiders aren't getting they're exactly. more so the get over guys. Get over, get, exactly. Like they can promote but them more. But if if the WWE would use their talents, their tag team division, right, exactly. or set up the tag team division, right, right, exactly. You had this problem instead of just throwing them up, uh, mishmash partial people together, people together like and call them a the tag team, team, like Randy Orton and. Of course, Riddle. Which, which is cool. Which is cool and all, but we know for real, the only reason why this team is good is because Randy Orton and Riddle's individual talent is on that group. It's not good because of the, the group itself. So, yeah. So, I'm with them. They need to promote more talent. I mean, you got some... Um, you got some individuals like, you know, Gabe Steve, Gabe Stable, the Stable. I don't know the Olympian that they signed last year. When is he going to make his appearance? Veer, when he's going to make his appearance? You know, like Elias. 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 Is he still? Then yes, anymore. Is he still with the WWE or was he cut? You know, it makes a lot of sense he could be cut, but they did have vignettes of him. That'd be kind of embarrassing that you're doing some of this 90s shit still where you're having yet some people that you cut the individual because you can't seem to find anything to do with them. You know, promote some more talent. You got the talent. It is nothing. You got, you got a couple of guys in NXT that's good. This guy that's an Italian type of dude. No. You got that mafia-like attitude. I like that guy. He, he needs to be My brought thing up. is... You got a couple of big guys down there. Bring him up. You have... But then you you then you raid NXT. Then NXT won't have anything down there. Exactly. But NXT is supposed to be your your, your, your be, breeding ground. For exactly, that. it's supposed so to be your breeding ground for that because you're giving these individuals actual motherfucking TV time, so you can understand who this character was. You, they did that with uh, Zia Lee, which you know disappeared. I, they haven't even I haven't even seen her since then. after she came up and beat up. Uh, Sonya Deville for that one time. And I love that way they put her. And then now she's gone. 
not to be heard from again. I'm loving the way that they use they, they set her up as a comic book hero. Comic book like, hero, though she has this Mortal Kombat like look to her. Let's be you real, know, she even does. Age of stereotype, you know. She does have the Mortal Kombat stereotype, yeah. But hey, but she had the mom the like, like you look can't, to her. You can't use then. Don't, and then don't she use disappears off into the ether, not to be heard from again. Right, you can't not you you, you know, how you gonna how you gonna get a how you gonna create something create a star or become the star, star when you, you use them and then you take them away. Exactly, there was intrigue. that's gonna be built up. It's gonna be Sonya Deville, the evil, the vindictive boss that keeps torturing my Naomi. She gets saved by the hero. Who said she's actually against that type of bullshit in her vignettes? It was supposed to be something set up like it, but she's gone now. She's no longer in now the limelight. She's, she's no longer in the limelight. She's disappeared. We don't know what happened. Was she fired? Was she? Did she keep her? What happened? Is she on the roster? What happened? So that's the video. Keep continue. A redundant rematch. Tonight's day one rematch between the New Day and the right, Usos is a reminder of what happens when WWE tries to give the fans too much of a good thing. Both teams put on one of their best matches yet at day one, which is why the WWE should have waited to have the two teams try to top their match just days later. To no one's surprise, this match was a letdown despite the street fight stipulation and both teams' use of various plunder. The New Day versus The Usos is a series that shouldn't be taking place every week on TV, instead being reserved for special occasions such as the WWE's premium live events, its new name for pay-per-views. So, in that situation, I, I had to disagree a bit with that, because if you paid attention to SmackDown and what they've been promoting on that SmackDown, this is supposed to be the end of this feud. This now is going to allow some other tag teams to actually come up. So this one I can understand. I can understand why the WWE will allow for this match to be on this Thursday. They're going to sacrifice the New Day so the New Day can no longer have a chance at the title, the Drew McIntyre type of thing, in use of trying to promote some other people. So that away, oh wow, you know, this individual came out, maybe the Viking Raiders come back and and start to dominate the Usos. You know, their you know, type of fighting can't work against the, you know, beefy gold you know, beefy, you know, overpowered Viking Raiders who happen to be just as agile as they are, right? They can do jumps off of, of a top rope just like the Viking Raiders can do the same thing. You know, they can jump off the ring into the top rope too, onto them. You know, there's agile, but they're beefy as well. You know, so it allows for a chance of being able to have different people going against, you know, the Usos. Because this match was the end. This is the end of their, yeah, supposedly the end of that beef. So let's hope and pray to God that that's true and they hold true to it. You know, they did for an extent with, with Drew McIntyre. Because they didn't, they now again, he has the ability to go after Brock or Roman. But long as Bobby Lashley had the title, he couldn't do it. Remember? And guess what happened? He disappeared off of that scene for a bit. So it makes a lot of sense. Let's hope and pray to God that they actually continue that. Let the video continue. The downright ugly. 
Nothing ugly about tonight's show, as the Blue Brand did a good job building the intrigue involving Paul Heyman's loyalties, as well as hinting at Roman's opponent for the Royal Rumble. Fans can rightfully lament Johnny Knoxville's spot in the Royal Rumble, but celebrity appearances have been a long tradition in WWE, and the WWE will continue bringing them in as long as it garners mainstream press. It's safe to say SmackDown's first show of the new year didn't set the world on fire, but it was a satisfactory start for the new year and a fine follow-up to day one. So, yes. I I'll agree with him on that. That wasn't nothing that was real crazy. I do like the idea that that they set up. It's just the fact that they need to use some more talent, you know. So yeah, Johnny Knoxville being in the Royal Rumble. That's just showing the fact that the WWE needs more people, and they don't have 60 people to fill up to fill up a roster for a Royal Rumble. So they had to go literally grab some dude off the street, you know. Because that was, sorry, I know he's a celebrity, but let's be real, in real life, he's just a dude off the street. So he has absolutely no chance of winning the Royal Rumble, nor would he because of the simple fact that um, he has to go to WrestleMania <laughs> and compete for a championship. So, yeah, he has no chance of winning. He's just going to be there, probably eliminate somebody like The Miz or somebody like that. You know, maybe even Sami Zayn that they've been pro- promoting. So, he can do that. That will be pretty good. We'll like that. But we know that he has actually no real chance in actually winning. But that's just wrestling. News. WWE working with Impact Wrestling? Topping today's news is the question whether the WWE has opened wrestling's so-called forbidden door in working with a rival promotion. In case you missed SmackDown, Impact Wrestling Knockouts champion Mickie James was announced as a participant in the 2022 Women's Royal Rumble match. Not only that, but WWE mentioned James' association with Impact via this tweet. Impact Knockouts world champion Mickie James will be in the hashtag Royal Rumble match. Impact Wrestling Executive Vice President Scott Demore announced, WWE wanted it, Mickey wanted it, and Impact Wrestling's philosophy is always to work with other major promotions to create buzz for the fans. Everything is signed and agreed with WWE and Impact Wrestling. The only question is whether or not Mickey will enter one of WWE's most historic annual matches as the reigning Knockouts World Champion. She better. Demore stressed the importance of James' involvement via this tweet. Well, well, well. Congrats to Impact Wrestling Knockouts World Champion Mickey James, and congrats to WWE for finally walking through the forbidden door. Welcome to the party. Naturally, fans are curious whether this is a one-off affair or the beginning of a potential collaboration between WWE and Impact. This isn't the first time the two promotions have worked together, as Ringside News' Angel Rodriguez discussed how Ric Flair, who worked at Impact at the time, appeared in the WWE in 2012 for his second Hall of Fame induction, with the WWE allowing Christian to appear at an Impact pay-per-view. It's too early to tell, but the announcement has already led to considerable chatter amongst the internet wrestling community. Do you think that WWE and Impact are going to expand their collaboration? Let us know in the comments below. So, with that, I'm just going to say, first, if anyone in their right mind was going to stop Ric Flair from appearing 
at WWE because he was inducted into their Hall of Fame, what dude has the balls to do that? Because even Vince McMahon doesn't. Christian being in Impact actually is there. He's an actual wrestler there in Impact anyway. His name is Christian Cage now. They added that last part of Cage on there so he can actually be able to wrestle as a wrestler down there. It's not like they did anything. He's actually a wrestler down there in, in TNA. Impact. Yes. I know. I wanted to bring that up because I'm, a, I'm that old. Because I know why they got rid of TNA because TNA was referred to tits and ass. And they didn't want to be referred to tits and ass impact because that was the first thing people think about is porn. So now they go by impact. But anyway. I'm praying that she does come as Impact Champion. Think about that with Mickey James actually holding another brand's belt around her gorgeous waist as she walks down that ramp into a WWE wrestling ring. TNA, what the hell are you doing? If you do not allow her to go there as champion, not, you're our... That wouldn't be TNA. That would be WWE. Then I ain't allow her to go down there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. People won't know that she's yorn. Only people, people who already know that she's there. They're not the regular dudes. Just think about how randos who watch this stuff and that's not part of all this wouldn't be shocked. Like, what is that? What is that belt around her waist? They will see impact on there. They were like, oh, wait, impact? What is that? Knockouts? i never seen that belt before. Is that an old bell? They'll be intrigued. And then they go into the internet. And what they'll do, they'll look up Mickey James. They'll look up you know, impact. They'll look up knockout champion. And guess what they get to do? They get to see impact wrestling. So, yes, that's a great idea. Please, WWE, impact, whoever. Allow for her to show up with that belt. Because that that, like, that would defeat the purpose if she's just going as Mickey James. Because every rando, regular person will see her as Mickey James, the ex WWE star. She's just a legend. Right. She's not gonna be no she's not gonna be remembered. She's not gonna bring any notoriety to impact. You need to get those randos that don't know of that just know about wrestling as WWE to see that she's wearing a different belt. It has the word impact on it. It says knockout champion. There is no way in hell that this is like they would think for its ball. They may think, oh, is it, is it NXT? No, it's not NXT because we watch WWE all the time, so that's not what they call a women's division. Who is this? What's this impact on it? They will go search the internet and they will find your company. That's how you do branding. Please do it correctly. Anyway, back to the video. Rollins face turn? Is Seth freaking Rollins a baby face? That's no. the question fans are asking after video surfaced of the Red Brand Star SmackDown appearance after the cameras stopped rolling. As seen in fan video, Rollins played to the fans in the ring before he was attacked by the Usos. Rollins recovered, turning the tables on Jay and Jimmy, taking both men out with a curb stomp. Rollins was clearly playing a babyface, but it remains to be seen if this will continue on Raw, where he's played the villain for some time. For that situation, please don't get too much into it. It's a dark match that happens every time I, we, my fiance 
just recently came from the one that was here in Baltimore. You know, the Usos were playing, the Usos and Roman were playing it up as much as they possibly can to the fans until they did the usual heel things and did not listen. You know, the fans wanted tables in this match because it was no disqualifications with the New Day and Drew McIntyre at that time versus the Bloodline. But they do things like that. They celebrate, they get, they do things with their fans and everything like that. Even Roman and the rest of them were making fun, making gigs and laughing and shit. It was just, it, it's always like that. They do things like that because they can see how they how people react to certain things. It may be down the line, eventually stuff becomes a, has a heel, has a face turn. Because some people, a lot of people have a, eventually has a face turn. That's not guaranteed for faces to become heels because we all do know that Rey Mysterio has never been a heel. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. He's never been a heel. Yes, he was. Who? Rey? No, yes. I don't remember. Yes, Rey has been a heel. Ray's been a heel? Oh, okay. For me, I've never seen it. Well, I was out of wrestling for a while anyway. So, but for me, I have never seen it. My girlfriend, my fiance, excuse me, said that he has. I don't know. I mean, it's Ray Mysterio. I mean, maybe in WCW, definitely. I can see that happening. But in WWE, I think he's been a face. But, you know, again, I haven't been in wrestling as much as she has. Let the video continue. Triple H reacts to NXT Purge. The WWE's ongoing purge of talent associated with Triple H's version of NXT has fans wondering what the game thinks about the situation. As you might imagine, Triple H is unlikely to share his thoughts publicly given his marriage to Stephanie McMahon and his role as a WWE executive. Nevertheless, PW Torch's Wade Keller reports, I've talked with people who had said Triple H was building his team that he would bring with him to the main roster, and if his day came to run the main roster, he wanted his group of people. At some point, it was thought that it would include William Regal and Gabe Sapolsky and Road Dog, and they're gone. As WrestleMania has reported, there's a feeling amongst those in WWE that Nick Khan may be the person who eventually takes control of WWE. As for Triple H's thoughts on the cuts, Keller noted, I've heard just a little about Triple H's reaction to all this, and nothing super reportable other than it sounds like he's bummed out. This is an incredible situation that WrestleMania will continue following. Brock Lesnar breaks Hulk Hogan. So, sorry I had to break it right there. He didn't break Hulk Hogan. I'll let the video finish. <laughs> but I had to stop it there because, again, like I know me, I like to get my point of view on it this is the thing that people been rumoring about people been saying like hey McMahon might push those buttons too much that a certain individual like I said like to play certain type of games you know may say I'm taking do the LeBron and say I'm taking my talents to South Beach on well, this situation which is late I'm taking my talents to AEW. That will destroy wrestling as we know it. Already, we do know that. There's no way in hell the WWE can recover from the game being an executive at AEW. So, yeah, this is the reason why this is very important. Because NXT is Triple H's baby. It was. Well, was until 
McMahon. So they gutted it like so they did. gutted it like crazy and changed it to what the hell the fuck this shit is. But <laughs> he's trying to hold some control over it, and McMahon can push some buttons on people, and there is no reason Triple H, even though he yes he is married to Stephanie McMahon, that's outside of that. He can still go and take his talents to another organization. He's still a regular citizen. Sorry to tell people that. Corporations doesn't. He's bound to WWE. He's not. And it doesn't mean that WWE is buying AEW, by the way. He can just go to AEW because he just feels like it. And if that happens, and this purge just keep happening at WWE, I'm sorry to tell you, you might want to start getting WWE's used. WWE's not going to buy every competitor. They can't buy they, every competitor. Number one, it's illegal. They tried it already, and the U.S. government does what they always do. Interfere. So, he can buy as much as he can. He has to lease at least one company out there. He can't have a complete other monopoly on things. Sadly. He tried. Because then it won't be, it won't be no... He actually tried. Yeah, he actually tried. Succeeded for a bit, but uh, again, what happened? Uh, The government came in and said, (laughs) sorry, bro. You got TNA. Exactly. There has to be a TNA. There has to be an impact. There has to be an AEW. Well, impact. You know, there has to be something else there that's not you. Ben's record. Congratulations to Brock Lesnar for setting Hulk Hogan's record for longest gap between WWE championship reigns. Dave Meltzer discussed Lesnar's latest accomplishment in this week's Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Lesnar's previously unplanned championship reign makes it a 20-year span from when he first held the WWF slash WWE title 2002 to 2022. That is a record, breaking the mark of 18 for Hulk Hogan 1984 to 2002 and 17 for Bob Backlund 1977 to 1994 for the title. While professional wrestling is worked, Lesnar's achievement shows just how the industry still has its share of unplanned surprises. Bella Twins return to wrestling. Speaking of surprises, the Bella Twins are finally returning to WWE after years of talks that they might make a comeback. The Bellas last worked a match in 2018, but while Nikki Bella discussed a comeback since then, her accumulation of injuries and two brain cysts jeopardized her chances. Now both Nikki and Brie have been announced for the Women's Rumble, an announcement which should have fans of Twin Magic eager to see how well they perform and whether this is a one-time appearance. Wrestler from GLOW passes away. Okay, before I get to that, let me go ahead and say... I'm glad the Bella Twins are going to be in there. No, they're not going to have a, a chance of actually winning the, the Royal Rumble. They're not there for that. They're just there primarily for the fact that they were going to be, you know, fan favor. You know, Brock Lesnar's whole thing, I do have to say, WWE still has some of those things that, you know, or shock you. Like, oh, wait, yeah, that is a record that hasn't happened yet. And that stuff is still good because it does give certain people that importance. Like Brock Lesnar now has some real meaning to WWE even long past his own death because they will say, oh, this person held the title and had the largest gap of getting the championship from 2002 to 22, of course. And they may try to, as hard as it could be in that situation because 20 years, you're pushing it, has somebody to break that record. 
So yeah, that's pretty good fun and things like that. To give him a little more importance and accolades. Fact that they put the yeah, it's for the wrestling fans who are deep knowledge. They do, they do trivia night. Yeah, deep so. knowledge and trivia stuff, stuff. And it gives Brock Lesnar some actual trivia, by the way. Because even though he's been good, he has. The only thing he's done really was noteworthy break, untake a streak. Now it's something that is there that's going to be in the weeds that no one will actually think of. When they say the largest gap between championships, no one's going to say Brock Lesnar, but that'll be the thing. And that's something that they, WWE loves to do stuff like that too. Anyway, because they have little trivias and stuff like that for us hardcore fans. Now, let's let it finish. Last but not least, the wrestling world is mourning the death of gorgeous ladies of wrestling or glow star Big Matilda, a.k.a. Deanna Bucher, who has passed away at age 70. Mm. PW Insider's Mike Johnson is reporting the 6'3 woman was best known as Matilda the Hun and Queen Kong during her time with the David McLean 80s women's promotion. Bucher was 70 at the time of her passing and had been dealing with a number of health issues in recent years that led to her being hospitalized for a long period of time. There is no word as of this writing as to the cause of her death. So, basically, the uh, for that, the only thing you can think of really is the fact that, you know, the, nat- the natural causes thing. Well, there, one there, of them illnesses that she was hospitalized. Yeah, like, that too, but, you know, maybe could have came back and stuff like that. So, yeah, sad to hear that. 80s wrestlers passing away, but, you know... It's not like it's not common, sadly to say. You know, you understand these individuals are old and passing away is things that they are going to do, sadly. But hey, it's never, it's never good to hear about someone passing away. But yeah, that was the thing. I wanted to get that in there because I want to talk about the news, definitely with Mickey James possibly being the Impact Knockout Champion walking down into WWE's ring and eliminating someone in WWE because that's the only thing she has to do. She doesn't have to win it. It's just her actually eliminating a WWE star would be more than enough to help get... And definitely her holding that belt be enough to get more than enough to get some, some eyeballs to Impact Wrestling, which definitely needed that's one thing I want to talk about and the fact that yeah WWE needs some more need to use some more people they, I don't want to say they don't need no more people they really don't they need to use more people because good God you have so much talent you're not using it Rick Boos and Shinsuke Nakamura should be in the tag team division Matt Cat Moss and Baron Corbin I mean no Baron Corbin Happy Corbin should be in the tag team division. The Viking Raiders need to be used some more. Correctly. I mean, good God. Get your get your act together. You got so much talent that you're cutting it. Use some of these people. What happened to Zaya Lee? Bring her back into the fray. Let her wrestle and whatnot. You know, just wanted to get that going. Anyway, before I run out of time, that's going to be it for this episode. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and of course, share the podcast. Again, go on to my Facebook page and, you know, like, comment, 
share the Facebook page. Uh, I would like to reach more people, you know, get my insight out there. If you're a wrestling fan, I talk about wrestling and other sports as well. I talk about politics, a lot about politics. You know, just talk about things that just interest me. And hey, if you have an idea, you know, shoot it in the comments. You know, you can comment directly if you go to Spotify on this exact podcast. You know, if you want to support me, you can go to Spotify and support me on that as well. You know, just get some more, you know, interactions. Because I like to do that. Maybe I can reach more people. Later, guys. Say bye. Bye.